1: Hi, everyone. I'm Ron, your host, and this is part two of a two part series on prayer. We are diving in a little deeper in this part, trying to reach into different aspects, different thinking, really reaching in to find out what the heart of the Father is in prayer. I would like to pray Lord, teach us to pray through your Holy Spirit. Speak to us and reveal to us your heart in prayer, your thinking in prayer. What do you want out of our spirits as we come before you? Amen.
2: Prayer can be worship. Mm -hmm. When you come to him and you ask for his nature, Father, I want your heart. That's a very basic prayer. And that's a prayer that causes a great deal of joy for the father, because he's a father who wants to give to you if you'll ask for it. Right. Well, don't I have to earn it? No, you can't earn it. It's not available through that means. It's available for those who come with a broken spirit and a contrite heart and say, Father, fill me. Fill me with your nature. The basics, you never can get away from them. A basic prayer is, Lord, create in me a clean heart. What a simple request. And God just jumps on that, and he'll pour out himself on you. And he will create a new heart for you. There's a lot of things that prayer leads to. Prayer leads to maturity. Prayer leads to fulfillment. And it all starts with you getting the idea it's all about him. he's got the goods he's not going to give them to you unless you ask.
1: You pray for people because you want you want them saved. you pray because you've got a friend that is sick. you pray because you're in a hard spot financially or your relationships are having a hard time. So, that's the beginning of prayer, and to transition from that into the place where you're actually seeking His righteousness. That becomes your drive. It's not something that you once in a while pray about, but it's something that becomes, I need more of God's nature in me. I need His love, I need His joy, I need His patience. When those things become the priority, I think then you're starting to touch his heart. You have to have more of him. Your mind has to change. Your spirit has to change. Your nature has to change. And guess what? He's the only one that can do it. He's the only provider of it. There's nowhere else to go. It just doesn't work without him. Right. Seeking the Lord for His nature, His will, His thinking. And if you're going to do that, you're going to be opening up and listening and receiving.
3: Mm -hmm. None of us are here except somebody prayed for us. Somebody somewhere prayed. If you believe the Lord is asking you to pray for an individual, then let's do that. If there is a positive result, from it, that the Lord is glorified, that's a good thing. And then if you look at it like, well, it didn't work what I was expecting. Maybe you're expecting something and that's not what God was wanting for that individual. If your heart honestly wants to see someone meet the Lord, then that prayer would have it would have an answer. And it may not be the way I think, When I think, none of that. An honest prayer is one that you present it to the Father, and then you leave it on the altar. You leave it there. You don't pick it up and think, it's got to be my way or the highway. You know, you don't do that. You just leave it and see what the Lord does with it. I think we should pray for some things, but leave them. Leave them there at the feet of the cross. I love that story of that little child. You know, he, he said, dear God. Then he wrote the alphabet. And the teacher goes, what? I don't get this. What are you trying to say here? And the child said, I'm giving God all the letters he needs to to say what he wants. That, to me, is really where our hearts should be. Ron, you're talking about speaking in tongues. You know, not everybody has that gift. But those who do, remember Paul said, I'm glad I speak in tongues more than you all. That should be a hint that we probably should use it a lot more than what we really do even use it. The Holy Spirit knows how to pray a lot better than we do.
1: That's why I pray in tongues when I pray about a situation or somebody. Because when I start praying with my mind, my soul gets in there my morals what i think is good and what i think is bad gets in there in other words i get in there i'm trying to pray not getting in there i know there's people that prophesy things if they happen i think it's a big deal you actually heard from god and it actually worked that is world changing it's not a small thing. You shouldn't gloat. You should be weighing on your face, going, How did I do that? How did I did I line myself up, up with you, Lord? And actually spoke a word from God that worked consciously in English. Having said that, I pray a lot in tongues because I'm dethroning my mind. And I'm dethroning my soulish nature that thinks this is right, this person should be healed, or this is evil, this should be destroyed. Human nature has that. You look at things and you go, that's evil, mm-hmm. that's wrong. And everybody will stand up and go, you're right, that's evil, that's wrong. But is that God? That's the
3: question right there. See,
1: that's the question. And so, I think a gift of tongues, I don't know why that's been put down, but I think it is a tremendous gift because we can avail ourselves. God wants to use us. His Holy Spirit's in us. The Holy Spirit knows the mind of God, and He knows the right way to pray about everything. Wouldn't that just make you want to avail that? Sure. I mean, wouldn't that be your first response to everything? You see somebody that's sick and you go, oh, I want to pray for them, okay? But don't you pray for them. Let the Holy Spirit in you pray for them Mm -hmm. and you get out of the way. Honestly, I want to be effective. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to fool myself. I don't want to be praying for Aunt Matilda and my brother that's in the hospital, and this brother that broke his leg, and this situation in the government, and all this stuff that's taking a lot of energy, a lot of time, and then it's not happening. And then I say, Well, I prayed for it, and God decided to do something else. That's not what I see in the scriptures. I see Elijah pray, yep. it happened. When I see Jesus prayed, It happens. Yes. If I spend five hours a day or an hour a day or whatever you spend in prayer, I want to start out at least in tongues. And if you haven't got the gift of tongues,
3: ask for it.
1: It's for everybody. There's nobody that should not be praying in tongues. Go have somebody lay hands on you that you know prays in tongues. Get the gift and use it. Because I don't think you can just jump from salvation to prophecy, and be effective. No. Maybe I should be reaching into the Lord and listening and finding out what He really wants.
3: The initial prayer that really should be spoken is, Thy will be done. It's not about me. First off, if you prophesy, that is an expression of what the Lord is saying to somebody, or a situation, That is the Lord. You are the Lord's voice if you're a prophet. You stand in the presence of the Lord and you speak His word. And you have to learn what is the voice of the Lord and what is not. And as you speak, the Lord will show you, Okay, son, this didn't work because. And it goes back to what we started off with in that prayer of listening. Elijah knew that three and a half years had gone by and he started praying for rain, right? And, you know, he believed it's going to rain. So he sent his servant out said, go check it out. Nope, nothing yet. He goes, well, it's going to happen. Took seven times, but it did happen because he knew beyond a shadow of a doubt it was time. But he kept at the prayer, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Ask and keep asking, knock and keep knocking. There are times Daniel prayed 21 days. Archangel came and said, you know, the first day you prayed, I was on my way with the answer. But prince of the power of the air of Persia, whatever, however it is, I forget now. And they fought for three weeks. There is times when, yes, you need responses right now that should happen, that should take place. But there are times when it takes a little effort and a little more persistence because there are entities that do not want to see your prayer fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And there must be a contention with the Father in hanging on to a promise that he gave. So sometimes you have to wrestle with heaven and hell, and sometimes it just happens. His promise is right it's really true. The thing of
2: unanswered prayer is one of the things that Satan jumps on the hardest. Yes, sir. We've all struggled through unanswered prayer, and we struggled through to pray again, and as you were saying, Alan, with belief, and still we have a problem. And one of those. Instances is when someone we love very deeply goes to the other side, transitions, dies, whatever you want to call it. What I'm finding out is in unanswered prayer, if we were really praying for the benefit of that person, were we praying for our loss? or were we praying for the best thing for this person? Mm -hmm. And I've come to find out that we don't understand death. Exactly. And we got to be very careful how we pray in that situation. And I'm finding that as I seek the Lord, And listen before I pray that he is in charge, and he's going to do what he wants to do. I've had a certain amount of objectivity. Exactly. Then the Lord begins to show me his will is the most important thing, but we're being taught. We won't be taught if we're standing there arguing with God about I don't want this to happen. He will tell you and teach you what he's doing. And you can't understand those things unless you've laid your own ideas to one side and say, Lord, show me, Mm -hmm. teach me, help me understand what you're doing. Help me. With prayer, it's all about God teaching us. Ask him. Ask him in prayer. Say, Lord, show me. God loves to show you. All we're talking about is Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All those other things will be added unto you.
0: Experiencing the impartation of God's word through his family is life. Has this time in his presence blessed you? then please subscribe to our podcast at livebehindtheveil.com. If you would like to contact the family with questions or topics that you would like discussed, you can email them to livingepistles at livebehindtheveil.com. Stay connected, tuned in, and grow with the family as the Lord unveils His Word to us live behind the veil.